Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Don't follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous if you want to be on the show. It's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. If you have an interesting, naughty, true story, true life story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, you could be on the show. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on be on the show, or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, and give me some information on what you want to talk about. Now, listen, if you want to be a part of my confessions episodes, which this is a confessions episode, and you want to hear my two cents on your confession... (laughs) You could call my confessions hotline. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. I change all the voices on the confessions as well. If they don't make it onto an episode, they all get posted on my Patreon. Now, my Patreon is a great place to join now because for only $5 a month, you get access to all the anonymous confessions, plus all my episodes early and ad-free, plus you get all the hot picks of all of the girls that have been on my show and some guys that have been on my show, anonymous picks, plus the best thing you get that everyone's signing up for is access to my Discord. There's over 2,000 people on there and they're all getting super naughty. It's becoming like the Craigslist that doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> people are like hooking up. You know, it's like-minded people because they all listen to my show and they're all in there and they're having titties Tuesdays. And like I said, people are hooking up. They're emailing me and telling me that I don't take part in my discord, but all of the listeners do. If you sign up, you could go there. You are allowed to post pics, videos, all kinds of good stuff on discord. And you get all of that. Like I said, on my Patreon access to my discord, the pics, the confessions. I do Q and A's. You get all the episodes early and ad free all for $5 a month. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, all of the links and the number to the confessions hotline is in the description. Today I have on a bunch of cheating confessions. Now I got to say, I will have cheaters on my show and I know other podcasters who would never allow a cheater on the show because they're like, oh my God, cheating is so bad. But typically I like, I don't mind having cheaters on my show because a lot of times I think when you hear a person's whole story, you might feel different about them as a cheater. I do not think that you could lump all cheaters in one category. I do not believe once a cheater, always a cheater. I think there are so many different kinds of cheaters, so many different reasons for cheating. I have heard many times from people who would never cheat, who wound up cheating. And that's the reason why I like to air my episodes on cheating because I think they're always like cautionary tales. Like why would a guy who has never cheated in his whole life and was monogamous for 30 years, why would he wind up cheating? It's good to know because then you could learn and not do those things and not have your partner cheat on you. I have women cheaters on my show to show you why women cheat. And you definitely see some things are the same across the board, right? There's a definite reason why most women cheat and a definite reason why 
most guys cheat. I talk about that in this episode, but there's plenty of other reasons. Okay. There's the bottom of the barrel cheater, like the total philanderer who just needs constant variety, could give a shit. was going to cheat forever because he's never going to be monogamous, but he wants a wife and blah, blah, blah. And then you have the guy, like I said, who's been married his whole life, never cheated, would never cheat. But, you know, maybe his wife has been in menopause for 10 years and he hasn't got fucked or touched or blown or anything for so long. And he's at the point where he winds up cheating. And then in between, you have all the other types of cheaters. (laughs) The, The interesting thing about the stories that I get on the confessions hotline about cheaters is they sound worse when you just get a snippet. And that's why I say, like, you have to listen to someone's whole story. Like, I get an hour's worth of content. I ask a million questions to really get the inside scoop of why someone's cheating. You don't really get that on the confession. So they just sound so much naughtier and they're crazy. We have a bunch of different ones. I have a couple of women on here cheating. I have a couple of guys on. The first one is a woman who's been married a long time, but her husband hasn't fucked her in a while. So she wants to cheat and she's going to cheat. Okay. She's on the verge. She hasn't cheated yet. There's another guy that doesn't even think he's really cheating because he's just kind of flirting and groping and feeling his wife's best friend up under the table. That's a whole discussion over there. Okay. Is he cheating? Is he not cheating? You'll hear what I think about it and you'll hear what he thinks about it on his naughty confession. Then we have Morgan. Oh my God. She wound up coming on the show and I heard her confession. I got her on the show. I think I called her Morgan as a hot mess, hot wife or a hot wife and a hot mess. <laughs> and then her husband wound up calling in. The number to her episode will be in the description. So after you hear her confession, if you want to go listen to her episode, which I think you'll want to because her confession is hardcore, the number will be in the description. But she talks about how Her and her husband wound up opening up their relationship for her to be like a hot wife, but it didn't end well, okay? That's another cheating story. It ended with her cheating and her husband cheating, and that's like a fucking hot mess, like I said. (laughs) You'll get the short story here. If you want to hear the long story, you'll get it on the episode. There's another guy who can't stop cheating on his girlfriend, and he's cheating like crazy. He used the word sex porn addict, So we talk about that or I talk about that, (laughs) but he's hardcore cheating. Okay. And he can't stop and he enjoys what he's doing, but he also has a girlfriend. And then I end on a very short question, but I feel like it's a question I've heard before. I typically hear this question on the DL and it's how can I cheat? anonymously and get away with it. Okay. Someone called up to ask about that. And when I posted that one on Patreon, people said, oh, I want to know that too. I'm in a sexless marriage. There are guys out there that are like probably never cheated before, but they want to know how they can. And I talk about that whole thing at the end. So those are all the confessions are super interesting. Like I said, they sound so much naughtier when you hear like just the short version, you get all of my opinions about all of them. (laughs) afterwards each one but I think you're gonna enjoy it it's super interesting episode so I'm gonna be right back on with my cheating confessions episode this is the strictly anonymous podcast hey this is Michael calling in with a confession I hope this is the right number if not then some stranger's gonna get a fun confession on his voicemail or her voicemail Anyway, uh, as I said in my email to you, this one's a bit strange. Not strange, it's a bit unique. I haven't really heard it before. But my wife's best friend and I, we've known each other now for about 12 years. Always a very strong attraction, very strong physical attraction, emotional, just, just really good chemistry between 
this person and myself, we've never acted on it, save one very big thing. As I said, we've never talked about it, never discussed or had like romantic interludes, but there is just this undeniable physical attraction we have, and it's presented itself in years and years of mutual groping. So that kind of innocently enough. We, one night at dinner, we were drinking, and towards the end, she ended up sitting on my hand. And it was in the summer, and she was wearing like a really thin maxi dress, so you could feel like her skin through it and everything. And I know what the anything of it, but we were sitting next to each other, and it was the three of us. And oddly enough, I was seated next to her in a booth, and my wife was in a chair. So she was next to me, and she sat on my hand. Didn't think anything of it. But I didn't move my hand, and she didn't move. Which at the time, I kind of registered as being a little odd. So after 10 minutes or so of her sitting on my hand and me being able to feel like really kind of like her, her bare ass because maxi dresses are really thin, I kind of moved my hand, but I kept it near her thigh. She didn't move. My hand ended up on her thigh, pretty high up. And again, it kind of it's a really thin fabric dress, so I could feel a lot. Anyway, that's kind of how it started. And over the years, it's escalated, and we always find a way to grope each other when we're in group situations and she is now married and they said I'm married. We've never talked about it. We've never discussed it. We've never acknowledged it even. But it's something we both are conscious of and we both consciously make an effort of. We're, we're close enough so that we can go to the movies together and that kind of thing. And it's not going to raise any suspicions. And we don't make out. We don't kiss. We don't have any genital to genital or like even skin to genital contact. But we do grope each other a lot. Like I said, the Probably the most we were able to do was when we saw a movie together pre-COVID, and the entire time we were like literally teenagers just groping each other. My hands were between her legs, pressing up against her, full-on like rubbing on her clips. She, she gave me a hand up through my pants. Never kissed, never anything like that. You know, we see each other, we hug and kiss, that's that, but it's been going on now for about 10 years. Even last month, she was over for dinner alone. My wife ran downstairs to get something at the grocery store, and immediately she comes over, leans into me, starts fondling me, and I am feeling her through her clothing and just two-minute grope fest while my wife stepped out, and then it was done. And it's just this weird thing that we've been doing. Don't know if anyone's ever heard anything similar to it. She encourages it sometimes, and I encourage it sometimes. Not one of us wants it to go beyond where it is. I mean, sure, maybe if there's like this major life-altering event, it might escalate, but I don't think that's going to happen. That's just where we are. That's my story. Wow. Imagine your friend doing that with your husband. Oh, my God. What a fucking friend. What a best friend she's got, okay? I don't know. I am not down with that. I get okay, that cheating sex could be supercharged. And I know people that do things under the table while their partners are right next to them, but I just could never. And I could never be groping my past friend's husband while she's around. And like, I know they haven't done anything and they haven't crossed the line, but it's pretty bad to me what's going on. And when he says, oh, nothing's ever going to happen, you don't know that. 
a little alcohol, the right circumstances, they could wind up in bed. And then it is crossing the line. I personally think it's crossing the line now already. Okay. If his wife found out, she'd be fucking pissed. And that girl, she'd never talk to her again. <laughs> right. I mean, imagine. It's very naughty. I get why they're horny for it. Like I said, those naughty kind of things sometimes are supercharged. Listen, it's not like I never did fool around with a guy that had somebody else, but I didn't know them. <laughs> Now, do I sound like a hypocrite? Probably to some people, you're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you know them or not. But I think it does. I think if it's your best friend's husband and you're groping him and having this kind of illicit sexual chemistry thing with him behind your girlfriend's back, I think that's way worse than if you met a guy and you fucked him and you knew he had a girlfriend and you never met her and you never saw him again. Like, I just think this is a very different situations. And that's why I always give the whole story of cheaters on my show. I do uh, engage cheaters and allow people to come on and tell their cheating stories on my show. Because I think when you hear the whole story, you might feel very different. Not all cheaters are alike. I think this kind of cheating though, to me is the worst kind of cheating. Because your girl is right there and she is being looked at by other people who are in the know about something that she's not in the know. And that to me is so disrespectful. There was once an article, I think it was in Variety or no, it was in Esquire. And it was a guy who wrote a really great piece about why he cheats and his rules for cheating and shit like that. And this was like one of his things not to do. Okay. And it was a great article. I'll put the de- the link to it in the description. And so, but to me, like I said, this kind of cheating where you were like right in front of somebody and they could see it. It's the worst kind of cheating because to me, you're making a fool out of your partner. And if you really love your partner, that's just not cool. I think that there's a real fucking disconnect there. I've had some guy friends that roll like this and I always go off on them about it. It's just not cool. You want to cheat on your girl? Don't fucking talk about it with your friends. Don't let everybody at the table be in the know and your girl isn't. It's just fucking rude. Okay. Sorry, quote unquote, Michael, but it's not nice. Stop flirting and groping your best friend's wife. Okay. Or your wife's best friend. On to the next confession. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Hey, how's it going? My name is Morgan. I'm calling with my story. 
kind of a crazy story. I guess you could call me a cheating wife, although that is to be determined whether or not I actually cheated or not. But basically, the back story is this last year, 2021, my husband and I were, well, we've been married for eight years, and I've never had any kind of indiscretion. I was very loyal, very married, very solid in that. And then we started doing, well, I'm 40, so I turned 40 to be 41 and I was just I don't know if I had a midlife crisis or what was going on at the same time we started doing um, IVF and we did two rounds of IVF so I was on a lot of restrictions which is kind of crazy making and I was on a lot of meds um, like oral medications injectables the whole nine and it was just a lot going on with the prospect of actually having a baby. We don't have any children together, and we kind of wanted to make it happen. And I was just going through a lot, lot. And I don't even think I understood what I was going through. And so I went to my husband, and I basically said, I feel like I'm going batshit crazy. And it kind of, I was prepared prepared for the the hormones and, like, the mood swings and stuff, but I wasn't prepared for this feeling that I was having where I was like wanting to do like risky things like I was like I couldn't stay off my motorcycle I was going way too fast I just wanted to be go 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 I didn't know that would happen with the meds I don't know if it's a common kind of response to them but I was just losing my mind and I like kind of had these conversations with him where I told him I understand why women like leave their kids and run to hotels and start smoking crap that's literally what I said and so I really just wanted support and understanding. And the husband came to me with, oh, well, I think I have a solution. And his solution was, we should do this thing called hot wifing. And he kind of told me what it was. I know what cuckolding is, but he claimed he's not like that. There's this other thing called a stag. And there's this whole thing called hot wifing. And I'm kind of spoiled, not going to lie, kind of live a good life. And I was in the pool all the time and just living life. And he was like, don't work, just chill. And and I want to send you on dates. And he kind of had to do a lot of convincing. Um, but he kind of talked me, I don't know if he really talked me into it, but he kind of talked to me about it a lot, a lot. And we started small with like talking about it and talking about fantasies and opening up. And at the same time, there's a whole other side to this. I don't know if it's going to be four minutes. But anywho, my ex, who I dated for three years before my husband, and we were pretty much kids then. We were just non-committal and just living life, didn't have a lot of responsibilities like I do now. And we ended it because I wanted something more real and committed, and I ended up with my husband. But my ex and I had a really great connection a lot of different fields that I don't necessarily have after being married for eight years with my husband. So he actually out of nowhere reached out in March and I just had a really basic platonic kind of catch up conversation with him. He wanted to know what was going on and stuff. So um, I caught up with him a little bit, just 15 minute conversation. Um, My husband had me going out on all these dates and meeting all these different guys and all these guys I was meeting, I had zero interest in and the streets are trash. That's like my view on it. There were no guys that I met that I would have sexual interest in. I really feel like I have to like the guy, have respect for the guy. It's a whole thing for me. It's a little too long to explain on here, 
But my ex is kind of tried and true. I feel comfortable with him. He's seen me naked. He loved me then. He never forgot about me. We had a really good connection. He's tried and true. I'm very spoiled in the bedroom. My husband performs really great. My ex was really great. Why am I going to give it up to somebody unless it's amazing? And so I felt like he was my only option. So I actually did talk to my husband about him being an option and told my husband, I trust him. He's safe. I really believe these things. And so my husband basically got on board with it and my husband did want to watch, but my ex didn't want him to watch. I presented the whole situation to my ex. My ex thought I was stupid. My ex couldn't believe it. He was like, what? This man, he had a lot to say about it. My ex had a lot to say about it. And it was like basically balancing two different relationships almost. But I told my husband I wanted to meet up with my ex. My husband gave me permission. I told my husband I was going to a hotel with my ex. My husband gave me permission. I went. I actually did meet up with my ex. I actually did sleep with my ex. Actually, it was a whole amazing day of stuff. And I actually chose not to tell my husband I did it. I kind of lied to my husband and said, no, I, I didn't do it based off of intuition and some things my ex said and then actually ended up seeing my ex again like a few days after that like a week after that it actually was a threesome with one of my girlfriends it got a little crazy and then after that I did have lunch with my ex and that was fantastic it was very romantic and sweet I actually slept with him one more time things got a little weird my ex was starting to have feels get jealous ex and my husband are two very different people both really great and then after that we did hang out like one more time and then I just kind of had to cut it off because things were getting crazy a couple months passed my husband found out and my husband is still tripping and it's been like six months so a lot of things have ensued after that yeah the lifestyle kind of got me in trouble and got me caught up I don't know I try to take full responsibility for what happened but it's just really crazy. I don't really know where to go with the story. That's kind of what happened. My husband did end up cheating on me after that. I don't know. I feel like I can let things go, and I feel like my husband can't, and I feel like my husband kind of has a part in this, but it's just really crazy. That's my story. I did catch feels from my ex, and my husband, the way he caught me, I was voice texting a friend about the situation and said some pretty damning things that were really bad. I definitely fell for my ex. So that whole thing happened. I don't want to ruin my marriage. I want to maintain the marriage. I do have feelings for my ex, but I can live without him, and I don't want to live without my husband. And we have IVF babies that are embryos frozen, so it's a whole entire thing. I actually have a TikTok. It's hot.wife.life where I kind of like just express like day-to-day dramas and stuff and just like a place for me to vent about the entire situation. Okay, now listen, after this confession, I got Morgan to call in. She did not disappoint. You're going to have to go listen to her episode. I'll put the number in the description. And her guy called in after. It was super interesting to hear both sides of the story. But just listening to this confession had my mind fucking blown, okay? (laughs) Like... The biggest red flag to this whole thing was the reason why they got into hot wifing, okay? Like when your girl is going nuts or someone's going nuts in the relationship because whatever is going on. I mean, for her, it was her IVF journey. She was on all those meds. 
I've done IVF. I did five or six of them. I did tons of, guys, I've been through that, okay? It does make you crazy. And sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you don't even realize how crazy you are until you're on the outside and then you look back. And I feel like she said that, but here she is in the middle of an IVF journey going a little batshit crazy. I think the one last sentence she said before they discussed having doing a hot wife scenario is that she could she was going so crazy that she could understand how people would just moms would just leave their kids and go off and do something crazy I'm like okay so you take that girl who's literally out of her mind and you're like hey let's go have an open relationship <laughs> i mean what do you think is gonna happen oh my god hot way thing opening up a relationship swinging threesomes foursomes nothing none of that stuff is ever going to be a solution for any problem all it's going to do is cause more problems and that's exactly what happened now listen does her husband have to take some accountability in this yes because she said a million times i picked my ex my husband said okay i told him i wanted to go meet him and he wanted to watch but my ex said no so then my husband said okay like her husband agreed to all of it then she goes and bangs him i know that they did stay together but when she said listen i decided to pick my ex because i knew him and i was comfortable with him i know how he is in bed as a woman i need to like a guy i totally get that if i had a guy the one we go fuck other guys when i was with him like i'd be like going through my rolodex for my old booty calls like that's who i would contact too i'm not going to contact some stranger i think girls roll less like that than guys do <laughs> it's just a thing we have to feel comfortable with a guy before we sort of like want to get naked with him so i get that she went back to her ex i don't think she went into this thinking oh i'm gonna go to my ex because i want this to be a big fat mess she was just off her rocker her guy threw out this hot wifing thing. I don't know why. Okay, this is the dumbest thing. And then, so she decided to go with it. And then she, like she said, she needed, who's she gonna fuck? Okay, I don't wanna fuck a stranger. I'll go to my ex. He's good and bad. I like him. I feel comfortable. I totally get it. But then she goes and bangs him, but doesn't tell him. And then she bangs him a lot and has a threesome with her friend. Oh my God, I don't understand, Morgan. You had a free pass. I never understand, but I've heard it so many times. A partner gets a free pass from a partner and they still cheat. It was cheating. You kind of cheated on him. This That's not hot wifing. Uh, he needed to be in the know. I get why he got mad at you and then revenge fucked you. I've revenge fucked people before. <laughs> like revenge cheating fucked, you know? You know what I mean? You find out someone did something new, then you go fuck someone behind their back. I've totally... I've totally done that. That's what he did to you because you went and did it to him. Oh my God, this turned into one big fat mess. And I think the problem was the place that Morgan was in her life was not conducive to having a positive outcome in this situation. <laughs> you know, like I said, she admitted to the fact that she was out of her mind. What was she thinking while she was banging him and not telling her husband? She didn't tell him the first time and then you know what happens. Now you got to keep lying. So then she goes back and back. And before you know it, her husband finds out and then he's pissed. And she's like that he cheated on her. Oh, my God. What a mess. Like I said, she did call in. I got the full story, all the naughty details. You got to listen to the episode. It'll be in the description. I know they stayed together because her husband then called in to talk about this from his side. And his episode was great. I like them both a lot. I was rooting for them. I tried to get them actually to come on together and maybe be like a mediator between them. <laughs> but it never happened. Uh, it's interesting, though, that this confession winds up as a cheating confession. It could have wound up as just a hot wifing confession if, you know, she followed the rules 
and they did this in a better way. I think they both have to take some accountability. You know, her husband was the one that brought this up, knowing full well that she wasn't in the right mindset. That's his thing that he did wrong, but then she took it to a whole other level. Level. <laughs> I get picking the ex-boyfriend, okay? As a woman, if uh, some guy wanted me to fuck other people and I was down for it, I would totally like look at my Rolodex and get one of my old booty call guys for sure. I would never just go on the internet and pick a random stranger. And I think most girls are like that. A lot of girls are like that. That's the way I roll. I like to fuck the same guy. That's why I always have like long-term booty call guys. I don't want variety. Uh, I like to be comfortable with somebody. And when I'm comfortable with them, I know I'm going to have good sex. So I'm going to go back to what I know is good, just like she said. So I get that she picked him, but the fact that he caught feelings... That's why her guy wanted to watch and be there because on some level he must have been a little nervous about her choosing an ex to go do the hot wifing thing. Uh, I have a lot of hot wifing stories that have gone right. I love a hot wifing story that has gone wrong because you learn from it. Learn from this, her mistake, okay? And if you want to hear their episodes, go listen. The numbers to, for both her and her husband's episode will be in the description. Okay, next confession. Hello. My name is Jaden. I am 26 years old. I have been dating my girlfriend for almost two years. In the span of that time, I have developed a bit of a porn and sex addiction both and have cheated on her basically in every chance that I've been able to get. This problem, I would say, started a little bit before we had been together, but it has definitely advanced due to a variety of reasons, the main of which being that she's very shy sexually. So I have branched out a lot from that, involving that I purchased a lot of escorts as well as purchased a lot of OnlyFans accounts, premium Snapchats, camgirl sites, you name it. And in my experience with escorts specifically, I have reached out to a variety of different types of escorts as well as it's just a lot of different things as well. I've also found erotic massage parlors. Those truthfully are probably my favorites overall. As far as escorts, I've met trans escorts. I've met straight escorts. I have done a variety of different things in that, in that instance. And for me, I guess it's just been very satisfying because sex is a very important part of life. Sex is something that I think it's important for a relationship to go as well as just important to enjoy oneself in life anyway. And it's difficult because... I do love her, but at the same time, I do have needs as well. And I do feel bad because I don't want this relationship to end. I don't want anything like that to change. I don't want to move on, but I think it's something we're not being met in that regard. She's completely unaware of this. In addition to that, I have had a couple side girls as well, one of which I talked to for months on end and got very close to her to a point where I was even going to consider dating her on the side as well. It didn't end up getting to that point as things kind of fizzled a bit there, but it's pretty much say where we are at. And I think this is something that is a problem, but at the same time, I do <laughs> with much guilt, I would say, enjoy. I don't recommend anyone to do it because it is wrong. But at the same time, it being wrong is kind of what makes it feel, I want to say good, kind of messed up way. That's my story. I'm going to shoot an email as well to see if I can be on the show, I guess, and go from there. That's my story. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. 
I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Yeah, I've heard that before, and I've said it before. Unfortunately, cheating sex is very supercharged, and it's got a lot of energy attached to it. And that's why people get addicted to it. And a lot of times, people can't turn away from that kind of sex when they start doing it. Here's a guy that said, I mean, he used this, the word sex addiction and porn addiction. He also said that this issue and this thing started before her. But then he goes on to say it's mostly because she's sort of shy and bad. But then he also says in the same sentence or in the same confession that sex is so super important to him that you're just like with the wrong partner. If this guy was my friend and he was sitting across with me, I'd be like, fucking break up with her, okay? Like, just be single. I remember once sitting across from a guy, friend of mine, who was like a chronic dater. He was always in a long-term relationship. And one day he was just sitting there like salivating, saying, I just wish I could just do whatever I want and live this life where I could like fuck a lot of girls and just go out at any time and come home when I want. I'm like, you can. It's called being single. Like, why don't you try it out, okay? <laughs> like, seriously. Why are you coupled up in a relationship relationship this guy with a girl that's not into sex at all and sex is so important to you and you're cheating on her massively like you were the worst kind of cheater you're doing it so much behind her back she has no clue you kind of feel guilty but the sex is really hot it's a very typical story but it's fucking break up with her and figure out what you want when someone uses the word sex addiction or porn addiction I would say there's probably like a chasing the dragon situation going on here he's chasing the dragon he's fucking all these people and doing all this stuff because he's trying to work something out in himself that's why oh this started before her I think is true okay I think that there is some sort of addiction thing going on and that's something that started before her and will be there after her okay and has nothing to do with her I think that that's one problem okay and that's the chasing of the dragon and you need to let go of her and figure yourself out and figure out why you're chasing the dragon or why you can't get fulfilled first the other problem though is you're probably with a girl who's not compatible to you if sex is very important and you're really super open-minded and you're with a very vanilla girl what are you gonna do live a, a secret life your whole life i mean you're eventually gonna get caught and it's not gonna be cool so leave the fucking girl okay with your head up high without her ever knowing that you are who you really are because this is a phony relationship you're having all this stuff go down behind her back and it's not fair to her so if you really loved her I would say let her go don't ever let her know you're cheating on her because if she finds out all this shit she's going to be devastating then you fucked her up to ever trust another guy for the rest of her life let her go figure out your own shit you probably do have a sex addiction work it out get it out of your system while you're single okay then there's no collateral damage you want to figure shit out you want to go fuck the world you want to go live out all your fantasies and figure out what you like and when you don't there's nothing wrong with that but when you're doing it on the dl behind someone's back that doesn't know that you're doing it that is wrong and you know it <laughs> figure your shit out and tends to your quote-unquote porn addiction and sex addiction if you think you have it i'm not saying don't have sex 
don't go out and do the things that you like. I'm not saying that liking all the stuff that you like and being hardcore and being into dirty sex is a bad thing at all. Absolutely not. It's just that when you're doing it and you can't stop and maybe you're doing it for a reason because you're trying to fill like a vapid hole and you're chasing the dragon, that's when maybe it's an issue. And the only reason why I bring that up in this call is because didn't he say that? Like he said that in the beginning and he did say it started before her. And like I said, that's an issue that you'll have to tend to. And the only way you're going to tend to it is out of that relationship. When you're on, when you're so low, figure out your relationship with yourself first. And then you're going to show up and be a much better partner. And then down the line, once he figures this shit out, he should go out and find a girl that's down for the stuff that he's into. He sounds young. Younger people are so more open than older people. So go find yourself a, a chick that's going to be into all that shit with you and live your life and let your freak flag fly. And so you have no guilt. I think I think unfortunately, okay, the, the truth is that sometimes the cheating aspect of it makes the sex better for people. And if you're an addict, anything that's super fucking charged, you're going to get addicted to it. I could get addicted to a song. Like if I like, I'm an addict, okay? i getting sober episode. You should go listen to it if you think you're an addict. It's a great episode. But I've quit a lot of things and I quit drinking 20 years ago. And for me, once an addict, always an addict. That's true. If I like a song and it makes me feel good and it gives me that really high feeling, I will play it over and over and over and over again. That's like a fucking addict brain. And so if you have a little addiction in you and uh, you find out that when you're like fucking someone behind your partner's back, that sex is like a little bit more supercharged than if you're fucking someone and you're allowed to and it's all on the up and up, you're going to get addicted to that. And unfortunately, sometimes maybe he doesn't want to break up with her because regular sex would never be as good as cheating sex. And sometimes people get in that trap, in that mode. So, you know, listen, friend sitting across from me, fucking break up with her and be single and figure your shit out and then call me back. <laughs> That's what I would say to him. Okay. On to the next confession. Hey, I just discovered your podcast. I'm married to a man. He's European and from a Scandinavian country, so he's very reserved, almost a bit of a killjoy. We have been together for 12 years in June. We'll be married for six years in July, and we have not had sex for four years. I recently decided that I am going to start cheating. My private needs are private, so I don't really feel like I need to tell him about it. Also, I don't think he can really help. So we're also in couples counseling, and theoretically it's going well, but I've been listening to podcasts, reading articles, and reading books lately about infidelity in women. So this is like doing research on like how to cheat and how to make it work and what not to do and where to look. It's been really, really helpful. But in that time of doing all that research, I've come to realize I don't want to end my marriage. I've called him a killjoy, but he's also quite brilliant. And we have a lot of good memories together. And I love his family. I love our home. I don't want to end our relationship, but I do want to have more sex, like exponentially more sex. And I don't think I'm going to be able to get that from him. Like I said, couples counseling is going objectively well, but I'm not feeling an increase of like warmth. I think that we've been sexless for far too long. So much resentment has built up on my part. 
and I think he is just resigned. He's like totally resigned to not fix anything, and that's been like a pattern in his previous relationships is getting into this stasis of dissatisfaction and not communicating and the fucking lady cheating, the woman cheating. So I'm doing the exact same thing his last girlfriend or wife did. It's not my job to teach him a fucking thing. It's not my job to say, look at what you've done. He hasn't done anything. This is me. This is my choice. But I'm glad we're doing the counseling because it is helping our communication. It's also really funny because like he's been like taking better care of himself. That's another thing is I don't know how sexually attracted I am to him anymore. He does not care for his hygiene. His breath is terrible. I mean, his breath is disgusting. And he does not brush his tongue. I mean, it just smells literally like garbage. Just imagine spoiled garbage. That's what his breath smells like. A human being has breath that bad. He doesn't shower every day. He doesn't change his clothes every day. He eats like a fucking pig, gets food all over his his clothing, and then doesn't change his clothing. So he'll be wearing the same fucking chocolate-stained shirt for three days. I'll buy him a nice fucking sweater or something, and he just goes to sleep in it or does some kind of housework in it, ends up getting stains on it, pulling it. I, I want him, like, this really fancy sweater. And he, I mean, within two days of having it, that's what, that, it was stained and like all these pulls in it. So there's not, I don't, I don't think he really values those particular types of, those particular signs of affection. What I've learned a lot in counseling is that his big love language is acts of service, or at least I think it is. Our therapist has only asked us to guess what they are instead of saying what they are after we took a fucking test to figure him out. His love language really is acts of service. And so I think that the way that he really wants to show that he cares or that something matters to him is not by treating a possession as special, but taking care of your house or buying some nice things for the house or something like that. But, but, but we don't have that. Our house looks like shit. It's humiliating. I got retired people on every side of us. Their houses look amazing. Our yard looks awful. I discovered a fucking hole on the side of our house that just had some chicken wire or, like, mesh screening stapled over it. He's just phoning it in. He's just phoning it in. And an additional element to that is just that he's, like I said, he's brilliant. He was a pretty prominent, or not even pretty, he was a prominent researcher, one of the leaders in his specific field, has presented internationally, published several books, Fulbright Scholar, all of that, but he was so anxious to move to the United States that he quit his job at a university and just came over here without getting a job first. And I told him, you have to do this, it's the smart thing to do, but he just didn't do it. So his career is gone, and he's, I mean, he's destroyed his entire life just to come here and do what? Sit in the United States and not fuck his life, work and get paid by the hour, and then mourn the life he used to have. So he's a shell. He's a shell of the person that I knew. And the person that I knew had bad breath when our sex wasn't great. He felt threatened by my vibrator. He fucking started crying when I told him, like, I can't, I need my vibrator every time we have sex or I'm not going to orgasm. He cried. Very jealous. And a lot of this was early in our relationship, but, but they were all red flags and I ignored them. So anyways, now I'm just tired of waiting to get fucked. This couple's counseling is moving at a snail's pace. Maybe that's how it's designed to work. I don't know. But it's been like like four or five months or almost, yeah, five months. Jesus, it's been like five months of couples counseling. And we haven't even started talking about sex. And I'm losing my mind. 
because it will be five years that we haven't had sex pretty fucking soon. I'm losing my mind. I need some dick. I live in a college town. <laughs> college guys are sexy to me. They look like they could pick me up, which is sexy to me for some reason. But then there's also Ashley Madison. So your podcast is a part of my research. I ordered the book, A Passion for More. I'm looking at articles and scholarly articles. I'm, I want to do this right. Make sure that I'm not caught. How to make sure that I remain respectful of my spouse and our relationship, even though I'm doing this secretly. I really do believe that I can have both, that I can have my marriage and have a sex life that satisfies me. I don't think I can have both of those things unless I look outside my marriage for sex. So I kind of like stuck my toe in. I haven't cheated on anybody or I haven't cheated yet. So I haven't actually been sexual or I haven't had sex with anyone else yet. But I did spend the weekend sexting this super horny dude in the Midwest, man. And he just loves to masturbate, and he loves to play with his butthole and all this other stuff. And so we had a really fun time just sending each other sexy photos and videos and all of that. That was a first for me to do with a total stranger. But I actually, like, I don't feel bad about it, but I do wonder if that's enough. Because I don't know that I want to keep sexting. I would much rather get fucked. So I'm really trying to decide if I just keep on sexting people or get on Ashley Madison and find find someone to meet with in person. Last thing, I met the guy on a Reddit, a subreddit for people who are dealing with no sex in their marriages, it's called, or in their relationships, no sex in their relationships, it's called dead bedrooms, and I had never used Snapchat before, so I'm like already learning shit, learning about discretion, how technology can help me be discreet, and I'm also really honestly learning a lot of the interpersonal ins and outs from your podcast, like I'm learning a good deal of stuff using these resources, so that's it, Oh my God, this whole thing is so bad, this lady's a mess. First of all, it's very obvious that she can't stand her husband. And there's no way he doesn't smell that. Who wants to fuck somebody that's grossed out by them? I mean, the bad breath thing. Oh my God. That is bad. I don't know why you even want to fuck him. The fact that he hasn't fucked you in a long time, you should be happy. So I don't know. It's like she's kind of saying two things. Like he's so gross and I'm so unattractive and I'm so resentful for him. But yet why won't he fuck me? Like, do you really want to fuck him? You probably don't. And he probably doesn't want to fuck you because he knows that you're disgusted by him. And he sounds like maybe he's depressed. I don't know. I mean, why hasn't he wanted to have sex with you? Like unless he's cheating uh, on you as well which we don't know. I don't know. Like, where is he getting his sex from? If he hasn't had any interest in sex for a while, maybe he's depressed. You did say that he was like from another country and he had a really great career and then he gave that all up to come to this country and have a better life. And he hasn't yet created that great life that he had over there here because it's harder. It's different. He had to start all over here and maybe he's depressed. I think that that would be a real hard thing to take a big, massive step backwards. So that might be a guy depressed. So he's got his own shit to work on if that's his case, because what guy doesn't want to get fucked? Okay. (laughs) Like seriously, that's his issue. Your issue is you don't want to fuck him. I don't know why you want to stay married to him because it's one thing if she would have said that in the beginning of the relationship, things were great and he was so hot and everything was great. Then we turn into a slob with bad breath that won't fuck me. No, she said that this shit was in the beginning. He had bad breath in the beginning and sex wasn't great in the beginning. So I don't understand why people are in 
these kinds of relationships to begin with because she does start out saying she's going to stay with him. She just wants to cheat. And she does say a lot of the times in this episode, oh, I, I've been doing research of your podcast and everything else. I was like, I honestly, I don't, I have cheating episodes on my show a lot, not to teach people how to cheat, but to give cautionary tales to people of, so that they could avoid either cheating themselves or finding out that their partner's cheating on them. <laughs> this is like a cautionary tale. I'm hoping that people could find out why not to cheat. The other thing with this woman I would say is I were talking to her, I would have a million questions for her. I would need more information before I could judge this whole situation because she does say, oh, he's phoning it in, but she's phoning it in too. Like she has no desire for him. She's grossed out by him. It sounds like she has zero respect for him and she's not interested in him on a physical level either. So there's no way he's phoning it in and she's showing up 100%. And she's certainly not showing up to her couple's therapy sessions 100% either. I mean, she's already resigned herself to the fact that she's going to cheat. She's doing investigative work. She's researching. She's already been sexting with someone. She's figuring out Snapchat. She's already decided what she's going to do. So I don't know that couples therapy is going to work. Typically, if you're going to decide to do couples therapy, you got to give it a, a chance. And it, the only way you have a chance for couple therapy to work is if both people show up and they're super honest and they're super devoted to trying. And in order to be in that place, you have to be 100% still in the relationship or wanting it to work. If you're already planning on cheating, it's not going to happen. If he's phoning it in, it's not going to happen. And, the, and I have to also say, though, that she's like, oh, couples therapy isn't working. We've been going for five months. I mean, five months is not a long time. You go to therapy once a week, 45 minutes. Let's do the math. That's 20 times. This is not the movies. Like all of your relationship problems are not going to be solved in not even 20 hours, okay? It would take at least a year, if not longer, to fix your issues. So you need to give it longer. The fact that your relationship relationship problems haven't changed in five months of therapy. I don't think that that means that couples therapy isn't working. I think couples therapy isn't working because it seems like you're already checked out and you already have the solution to this problem. And that is to cheat, not to go to couples therapy and make it work and have a complete change in your relationship. It's stay in the relationship and cheat. So I feel like that's why the couples therapy isn't working because you've already found your solution. I think it's a dumb solution, okay? I think what you should do is first give couples therapy and your relationship a chance. She talks about love language and I think she had it a little bit backwards. If your love language is act of service, that means that he wants her to do acts of service. It means he wants her to clean up the house more and do everything. I don't know. She had that kind of backwards. But listen, love language and all that shit goes both ways. I'm not saying she's totally wrong in the situation. And I'm not saying he's not either. I'm saying they both most likely played a big part in the demise of their relationship. They sound so far apart from each other that they're not even being intimate with each other. It sounds like he's sweeping everything under the rug, which is very common for a lot of people. That's a lot of people's way of dealing with problems. But because both of you have decided to go to couples therapy. I feel like there is a little chance that this could work because why did you decide to go? But if you're going to do that and you want that chance and create the best possible outcome, you have to show up to that session 100%. And you're not showing up 100% if you're on apps looking for guys to cheat on your husband with. <laughs> Not going to happen. I don't know what your husband's doing on the side and why he doesn't want to be intimate. That's a whole other issue that I'd have to talk to him about. 
but that's a serious problem that maybe he needs therapy for as well. Have you talked to him about it? Have you told him how unsatisfied you are? Probably. I mean, most women don't keep that shit to themselves. I don't know. But what I do know is it sounds like you are over him. And I think that if you decide to continue with couples therapy and you want to give it one last chance before you really know, I suggest you put the cheating on hold, give couples therapy a shot, give it at least a year. You need to give it longer than five months and see what will happen. And if not, break up and your relationship. I don't know why people decide to stay. I think there's a lot of reasons why people decide to stay. Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's kids. And I could understand those situations. We all can. There's plenty of people that stay together because they can't afford to go out and buy a house or pay their own rent on their own. They've been with somebody else sharing the bills for their whole lives. It's not that easy. I get it. But I also know that living a double life isn't easy either. So I hope she's not using my show to learn how to cheat. Well, that's not the purpose of my show. But you know, I I would just like to talk to this woman and see where she's at now or what has gone down because they are not in a good place. Anyway, on to the next confession. Oh, yes. I want to know from your listeners how you can have an affair, basically, and not be discovered by people that live near you how to kind of do it. I know that there are different sites, but they want information about you. They could get out there, pictures of you. They could get out there. How can you do it really anonymously? I decided to post this one. It's very short, but it's a, it's a common question I get. You know, I do offer to people uh, the option to do a paid call with me that I don't tape and I don't air on my show. And I would say probably 95% of those calls, and I do a lot of them, are guys with this kind of question. Guys who are in relationships, a lot of times a guy who's been monogamous for a really long time, never cheated in his life, but is at a place in his life where he feels like he wants to or has to or is going to, and he doesn't want his wife to find out because he loves her and doesn't want to hurt her feelings because he's never cheated. He doesn't know how he was married way before like apps and all these things came about. He doesn't know how to get out there and fucking cheat. Now, am I going to give you all the tips on how to cheat? Not really. That's not my job. I'm not interested in teaching people how to cheat. Like when I'm on those calls with those guys, mostly what I try to do is get the backstory of why they want to cheat in the first place. Like this guy wants to know how to do it anonymously. Go Google. Okay. Like I said, a lot of times the reason why people are asking this question, because typically most people would be like, how hard is it to figure out? But that's because most people know about apps and online stuff. But people who have been married for a really long time, they don't know about those things. People that got married 30 years ago, 40 years ago, none of this shit existed. So if they weren't cheating, they weren't on those apps, they weren't using them, they don't fucking know. What is that one where it like deletes the messages, a kick or Snapchat? I don't know. There's all these like secret illicit things that people do nowadays that if you're not like in that world because you're married and you're monogamous, you're not going to know about it. And if you get to the point like this guy where you want to cheat anonymously, (laughs) you're like, how the fuck do I do it? Like I said, I uh, get calls from guys all the time, unfortunately, on my private calls. And it's guys that want to do it and they don't want to get caught. Typically, the ones that are really asking that questions are the ones that haven't cheated ever. They're the monogamous guys that unfortunately are, are at a place where they're going to. And that's an unfortunate 
thing that happens. It's never the philanderer. Like I said, it's never the guy that's like a chronic cheater, the sex addict, the guy or the, or the guy that just loves a tons of variety in his life that's asking this question. Typically, it's the guy who's been mostly monogamous in his life. And for one reason or another, he's looking to cheat. I had a guy a long time ago call into the show and his name was Ray J. He called in and he, it was a very interesting episode. He talked all about hooking up with high-end escorts. And the reason why he got into that is because his wife, who he was very much in love with, was sick and had an illness and they couldn't have sex for many years. And he loved his wife dearly and didn't want to have any kind of affair or anything, but did need to have his physical needs met and that's the way that he did it and he did it that way so that it was anonymous so that she would never find out so that he would never hurt her feelings because he really loved her now I know that some people would say cheating is very black and white they see it like oh you do that that guy Ray J that's doing that to his poor wife like he's a fucking asshole but I don't know that you could definitely say that if you really listen to his whole story and really heard his story I do believe that both things can exist at the same time and some people just can't believe that that this guy can really love his wife but also just want his physical needs met and he could go and have them met and it doesn't mean anything for his primary relationship now i know that that's very controversial and some people will be like you're totally fucked up for saying that but i think you have to get the whole story and sometimes that situation is true a lot of times that's not the truth a lot of times the guys are being a fucking scumbag or the girl is being a fucking scumbag for cheating on her partner but sometimes it's a situation where you're like okay maybe this person isn't so terrible not saying that cheating is ever right but sometimes when you hear the whole story you're like okay maybe i understand it like i said and maybe it doesn't mean oh you cheat you're a fucking asshole or oh you cheat you must not love your partner most of the time those things aren't true it's more complicated than that now this <laughs> confession wasn't complicated it was a very straight up like how do i cheat anonymously i've had i'd have a million questions for this guy like why do you want to cheat now and do it anonymously and have you been married have you ever cheated before I say probably the answers to those questions would be no. This is probably a newbie who's been married all his life and has no plans on leaving his wife. And that's why he wants to know on the DL how to cheat on the DL because he never wants her to fucking figure it out. I'm just going to end this with a little quick confession of mine. I think I mentioned it before, like I have cheated revengefully in my past. <laughs> I've also cheated out of insecurity. And I'm going to say something that sounds totally ridiculous, but I would say like, I am so not a cheater, but I have cheated. And that was when I was really young. And that's why I don't believe that, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. I would never cheat in my life now and haven't cheated in a really long time. But when I was younger, one of my first boyfriends, I cheated on him because he was cheating on, and this was the revenge cheating one. <laughs> he was cheating on me the whole relationship. This was my first relationship, so it really scarred me, right? He was cheating on me with everybody right in front of my face. Like we worked in a bar, I was the hostess, he was the bartender, he was fucking everybody and me, but I didn't know. And then when I eventually found out, I went and fooled around and fucked another guy. And then I told him in a hotel room, he took me to some cheesy, like straight up $30 an hour hotel room to fuck me. And <laughs> I told him that I cheated on him and he dumped me, which was so hypocritical because he had been cheating on me the whole time. He was devastated I cheated on him. I don't even think I told him that I actually fucked the guy. I think I just told him I blew him, but I did fuck the guy. I totally revenge cheated on him because I found out he had cheated. And then when I told him, he dumped me. But that wasn't the only time I cheated. There was like later on in my life, 
And this was during my drinking times where I remember dating this one guy and I don't know that it was really cheating because he was always like, oh, you know, we're together, but I don't want to date you, you know? So we were like kind of seeing each other and we were seeing each other all the time. And he'd always tell me like straight to my face, like, oh, you know, it's not that I don't want a relationship. I just don't want a relationship with you. I want a relationship with this other girl who lives on this other place and she lived far away. And so he couldn't really see her. So he was seeing me the whole time. So we were like really together. <laughs> and he was so mean to me. He was such a douchebag. We had a really dysfunctional relationship. We had intense chemistry. We couldn't stop fucking each other. He thought I was just fucking him. But let me just tell you, I used to leave work on lunch at lunchtime, like a real corporate job. Like I would leave work Say I'm going to lunch and I go and bang another guy that I worked with at his house. <laughs> and let me tell you why I did that. I was doing that to get back at the guy that I was dating. It was like t out of total insecurity. I wasn't cheating because I didn't like that guy that I was with. I was cheating and having all that sex behind his back because that was the only way uh, I could justify staying with him. <laughs> it was like my way to give myself some sort of false sense of strength. And I think a lot of people cheat for a lot of different reasons, right? We've heard of many different reasons of cheating on here. Typically, I would say the biggest reason men cheat is because they are not getting their physical needs met at home. And physical for a guy means a lot more to them than a woman thinks. I think a lot of women think sex is just sex and guys are just pigs and they just want sex all the time. But sex to them is intimacy. It's you wanting them. It's attention. It's all the things that compliments and attention is for a woman. And that's the reason why women cheat when they don't get attention and compliments and stuff like that at home. You start ignoring your wife. You stop giving her compliments. You don't ask her how her day goes. You stop giving her companionship. That's when a woman goes out and cheats. So men and women cheat for the same reason. They're not feeling wanted at home. But I'm just going to tell you that a man doesn't feel wanted if you're not fucking him. It's more than just sex. And for a woman, if you're not listening to her and not paying attention to her, she doesn't feel wanted. But there are so many other reasons. Those are the most typical ones. But like, look at me when I was cheating. Like, I was just like an insecure mess. I was in love with a guy that didn't like me, would tell me to my face every single day. And the fact that I couldn't leave and have respect for myself <laughs> and just fucking leave... I stayed and, you know, so that's what that cheating was. It was like my way of making me feel like, okay, I'm not such a loser because I am fucking this other guy, but it was out of total insecurity. And let me just tell you, I believe a lot of men and women cheat out of insecurity a lot of times. It's just a thing that people do. Now, the reason why I would never do that anymore and why I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater is because I really worked on myself. That was like when I was like in my early 30s. By the time I was 34, I quit drinking. I've been sober 20 years. I worked my ass off bettering myself. I'm a total, completely different person. So I would never cheat. I don't even have it in me. I am more true to who I am now because I'm not insecure. So it was like an insecurity in me. It wasn't who I am. I'm not wired for variety. I'm, I'm a very much a monogamous person. I really like what I like and I like it and that's all I fucking want. Like if I go to Houston's or Hillstone's, I get the same thing every single time, all the time. I'm like that way with food, with guys, <laughs> just the way that I roll. So the fact that I had cheated when I was younger, it was out of dysfunction. And because I worked on my dysfunction, I would never cheat again. So that's that. So listen, I feel like on this episode, I sound a little bit more judgy than I do when I'm talking to someone on my full episodes with one person, because when I'm talking to them, I'm getting the whole story. On these, I'm just getting a little tidbits. And like I said in the beginning, it just sounds a little bit more salacious and wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> 
and I'm so judgy. So anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed these confessions. And if you have a confession of your own that you want to leave on my confessions hotline, you could do so at 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.